Hello and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Um, for those of you that are new to this podcast, like I say every week and will continue to say until <clears throat> everyone that listens to this understands what I do, what this podcast does is it reviews the Joe Rogan Experience podcast for the week. Okay? So it's kind of like what events are to the news. The events have no affiliation with the news. The news just reports the events as best it can. And I'm coming from the standpoint of a fan and a long-time listener. I bring guests in often and we discuss the best parts of whatever episode that we're talking about. And also we occasionally do episodes where uh, we just talk about how um, individuals have been inspired by the Joe Rogan podcast or specific guests or certain guests that have come on and how that leads to you listening to their podcast or following their story and what they're doing, people such as Jordan Peterson or Jocko Willink. So, um, yeah, that's what we do on this podcast. And thank you all for listening. Um, you know, I'm, I'm getting plenty of emails coming in with questions and ideas of uh, directions to take this. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate it. And I'm going to continue to uh, do my best to make this worth uh, listening to. This week, so many good podcasts. Uh, 1193, Shane Dorian. Uh, Shane Dorian is a longtime friend of Joe Rogan. Uh, I don't know why he knows so many surfers. Um, I think a big part of this one is that he goes hunting with Shane. Shane is a big wave surfer. If you've never watched Shane Dorian on... YouTube, you've got to check it out. What he does is absolutely terrifying. Uh, it doesn't really look real. Um, it looks like an ant is fallen into, you know, a wave pool because of how small he is compared to the wave. And it's truly terrifying to watch him just cream down this sheer vertical face of water. Um, absolutely brilliant. You've got to check it out. Their conversation was really fascinating. And uh, uh, Shane was coming on the podcast to promote his new HBO documentary about surfing, surfing life, surfing culture, growing up surfing, which sounds like a weird and wonderful and amazing experience, where since he was like 12 years old, he spent most of his life just traveling the world and surfing. And now he's sponsored, doesn't compete anymore, but uh, gets to surf big waves and uh, promote products and, and be sponsored by different companies and so on. Um, he, like I said, is uh, a pretty solid bow hunter. Now he's been hunting for quite a long time. And uh, with bow hunting comes the meat that you get. And of course, like always, Joe can't help but start talking about Traeger grills. Um, I've still yet to ever use a Traeger grill or see one, but the way Joe describes it just makes you hungry every time. It sounds delicious, sounds like the best way to cook uh, game animals, and uh, yeah, uh, I'd be all about it. Uh, Shane lives in Hawaii. Um, great surfing out there, obviously. Now, Hawaii is just a giant volcano, really, uh, as Joe always points out, and is, I think he's slightly terrified of the idea of the whole place just exploding around him. But they were talking about how the volcano has been super active, you know, eating through cars, smashing boats that are going near the volcano. Um, because people are going in, you know, to take selfies and, and Instagram stuff. And these, these like, 
balls of molten lava rocks are just flying off the out of the volcano and just crashing into their boats so uh yeah incredibly dangerous times in some areas uh in hawaii so if you live there you know generally stay away from those uh places guys um joe makes the joke that everyone drives a toyota tundra in hawaii and shane said yes i do happen to have one which is quite funny um and there's a thing that they were talking about where you can like armor plate these things too um, you can get like special coatings uh, to go over the Toyota Tundras, probably any vehicle, but uh, it just makes it so like if you got a lot of off-roading or hunting and things, you're not like scratching your vehicle up, and smashing it and uh, ruining it because these coatings uh, basically make your vehicle bulletproof. Uh, they talk a little bit about coastline stuff and this was interesting. I didn't know about this, but uh, in certain areas, people try and kick you off the beaches rich people have bought houses near the beach and they say no this is my land they have security guards there that like kick you off and even the sheriff has like come in uh and and threatened to give people tickets because they want to keep the rich people happy now this supposedly is happening in quite a few places um in malibu it's been happening up there and as far as they were explaining it and i know nothing about these laws but no one can own the beach line you just can't. I guess there are a few private beaches around, but for the most part, you're not allowed to own the beach. Anyone can go surf in front of any area. The ocean is not owned by people. Uh, and probably even if you're on the, in the water, that's okay. But even if they own the bit of the beach, you could still just paddle in front of it. I mean, you're allowed to. I, I can't see how they would own uh, the water. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. They talk... A little bit Shane does about how Mark Zuckerberg has bought a massive house out in Hawaii, a lot of land. I think it costs like eight hundred million, and he's like kicked all the locals off it. He's really secluded himself. I mean, it makes sense that he'd have security, right? He'd close himself off uh, for safety, just because he's like one of the world's richest men. But it's also a shame because the locals, you know, it's their land and they've been there forever, and now all of a sudden they can't use all these areas. I don't know, maybe it affects like people that fish from the beach or people that scuba or snorkel. It just seems like a shame. There should be a bit of conversation, I think, on a local level to say, yeah, people can still use this area, but, you know, this is all my house. Um, you know. Uh, then they start getting into um, just like the obsession of things because obviously Shane was, has been obsessed with surfing his whole life and, and Joe Rogan if you're a longtime fan you know that he's obsessed with multiple things um, working out combat um, fighting well not fighting but UFC training um, he was with his taekwondo and also um, well with his comedy you have to be and, and what makes him so good at this podcast and other things is is his obsessions but then they reflected that with actors and talking about how people will live that role. They will be that character for a long, long time. And someone that immediately came to mind was Daniel Day-Lewis. And Joe was saying that Daniel, obviously he's a great actor. He's been in Last of the Mohicans and different things. And he was in a movie called The Boxer, where Joe said he trained for a year in a gym, boxing. Like he was a boxer. And to do that, uh, takes incredible dedication, but Joe said he moves exactly like a boxer does. I mean, he became that part, 
And as far as they could tell, they were saying that he's now retired and he's become a cobbler. And a cobbler is someone that just fixes shoes. So I'd love to get my hands on a pair of Daniel Day-Lewis shoes. I think that would be really cool. Uh, they, they moved back into hunting, talk a little bit about that and how uh, some lady in England was hunting a goat, some goat hunting on an island. And these celebrities jumped in and got very upset, like Ricky Gervais and other people. And Joe just really didn't understand it because he said, as far as he knows, Ricky eats meat. He's talked to Ricky before. And he says what's frustrating is people don't think about the overall understanding of what's going on. They just hear hunting an animal and it's wrong. Instead of like the overpopulation of things and the reintroduction of animals. Things like the wolf problem. I mean, you start reintroducing wolves into areas like they did in Montana back in like 94. Problem with that is now there's so many wolves up there that they have decimated the elk population by like 80%, which is crazy. I mean, don't get me wrong, wolves are incredible creatures, but you don't want to be eating your children, you know? It's just, uh, it's just nuts. Uh, then they get into other groups that are, are there for like civil liberties and, and rights. They talk about NAACP and how that was run by a white woman for a while. And uh, even though she got a lot done, she was not black. And that's kind of crazy. Um, so then Joe's talking about what, what, you know, how people try and justify being whatever they are. And uh, Joe actually went and got one of those 23andMe tests done. And he was talking about how he is 1% black. Uh, which is quite funny. It doesn't make him very black. I don't think he can use the N-word anytime soon. He was saying that if he was 10% uh, black, he'd start dropping some N-bombs. That was tongue-in-cheek. Obviously, he didn't mean it, but that's quite a funny thing to say. And, uh, yeah, overall, it was a great conversation. If you are fascinated about surfing or understand what it takes to, like, compete at such a high level... Um, definitely check it out it was really cool and it was excellent to see you know to hear these two friends planning their next hunting trip and, and getting ready for it and just you know getting a feel for like uh, what it's like to be surrounded by the types of amazing people that Joe Rogan gets to meet and think how inspiring that is but anyway that's our episode for today thank you so much for joining in love you guys peace